Corona Chronicles session 22 with Kristen Corral. And uh, Kristen Corral is one of the uh, many partners over at Taco Terry in Las Vegas. And I was actually supposed to be in Las Vegas this week, but this past weekend I made the tough decision to postpone the trip. Uh, it's you know it's hard for me to uh, tell everybody to to do the responsible thing while I'm out there traveling the country getting on flights, going to restaurants. Uh, so uh, in light of what's going on, I decided to postpone that trip, but we still connected today uh, during our scheduled time to talk about the coronavirus and what how they're handling it. And I was really curious as to how hard Las Vegas is getting hit right now just because they're so dependent on the hospitality and tourism industry and you know, that industry, aviation, hotels, restaurants getting hit so hard right now. Um, so Anyway, uh, we dive into it today. She shares uh, why they made the decision to close. Uh, some really interesting takeaways uh, from today's chat. But before we get into that chat, um, you know, I've been publishing two to three episodes a day right now, and uh, typically I, I publish two episodes a week. So all this additional content that I've been publishing has kind of been uh, pulling from the total amount of downloads I get per episode. Uh, and to do right by my sponsors, I'm going to be uh, starting to filter in um, some ads from those who are sponsoring my, my core content, the Restaurant Unstoppable podcast content. I want to make sure I'm taking care of the sponsors. They're taking care of me. So on that note, uh, this episode today is brought to you by Bento Box. Uh, Bento Box has been supporting the restaurant industry through online ordering and gift cards and Restaurant Unstoppable. Uh, listeners can get 50% off their setup fee. So um, you know, a lot of people right now are using this time to work on their business, not in their business. If your website is tired, Maybe make that a priority. Maybe give that sucker a facelift. So when we come out of this thing, you're that much stronger. Again, uh, 50% off your setup fee. Uh, head over to getbento.com slash unstoppable. And just uh, special thanks to my sponsors for helping su support me, support you guys. And with that said, here's today's recording. And Kristen Corral, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great. Um, so Kristen was supposed to be coming on the show. I was actually supposed to be in Las Vegas right now on site in your restaurant with you and your partners at Taco Tarion in Las Vegas. Uh, but yeah. for obvious reasons, I decided to cancel that trip. Um, it's hard for me to tell everybody in the industry to be responsible while I'm dra traveling all over the country and meeting a bunch of people. So I'm going to lead by example, but tell me, tell me more about, well, tell myself, and my, my listeners more about you. We're, we were going to get to know you really well today, but we had to pass on that. So instead I'm getting you on the show to, to share your experience with the coronavirus and how that's going, but let's, let's get an idea of who you are first. Fill us in. And yeah, sure. I'll give a brief overview and yeah, then hopefully please. at some point we can do like a more in-depth thing. It will happen. Um, Okay. Uh, so I'm one of the owners of Taco Terrian. We are a um, plant-based Mexican eatery here in Las Vegas. We now have two locations. We just opened our second location in the Arts District downtown. Uh, our first location, I don't know if you know Las Vegas at all, but is in the southwest part of town. Um, so kind of in the suburbs. And we opened that one in uh, 2018 in August. Okay. So we serve the largest selection of vegan tacos in the universe. That's what we're known for. Nice. And we have like one giant vegan taco um, that's been really popular. That's got us a lot of press, um, yeah. which is the largest vegan taco in the universe. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man, I'm probably going to have to order that when I um, come by for, for, for real. Uh, so 
I'm really excited about your story, your partners. Uh, one of the things that w- that interests me, and I won't try to get too much into this. I mean, I'm like a kid in a toy shop. Whenever I meet like a new restaurateur who's successful, I have so many questions. Obviously, that's why I started a podcast. Uh, but you guys have a really unique sense in that there's four of you, right? Four partners. Yeah. So it's two couples, my husband and I, and then our other partners, Regina and Dan. So they're husband and wife as well. And you didn't have much restaurant experience prior to this. Uh, if I Just me. The rest of them did. Yeah. So you specifically. Yeah, my husband and Dan and Regina all worked together for another restaurant group for the last almost 20 years. Okay. So my husband's a GM. Regina does like banquets and catering. She's also a health department expert. She's serve safe certified. Well, they all are. And then Dan is like a CFO. He does all the financials and everything. And then I was kind of the odd man out as far as restaurant. So I have business ownership experience. I own another uh, company. And then I kind of fell into this whole like marketing thing where I got yeah. really involved marketing and so now like I do all the marketing yeah but I kind of have this like and I don't know I don't consider myself a restaurant consultant or anything like that but when I consult or when I advise when I when I talk to people, I always say it's, it's so hard to do it alone today. And I'm seeing more and more that these successful restaurateurs are usually a part of like a, a group of people that come together. And it's always the group of people that are like the seem far more successful because it's just such a, this industry is getting more and more complex, more and more competitive and you need to be good at so many things. And uh, you took that, that vertical of the, the marketing in social media. And I think having that person on team who's, who's got equity in the business, who's also like a social media or marketing whiz kid is just such an, invaluable asset. So we were going to get into that to give a little bit of a teaser um, for you know our listeners. When you when we are able to to come out to Las Vegas, I, I can't wait to dive into your marketing uh, genius. Uh, but for now, um, let's talk about your, the state of your business with Corona. So talk us through how you guys handled this when you started making action, when you first heard about the, you know, the, the, the real threat that this could be. Well, I watch a lot of news. I've kind of been following it even since it started in China and, you know, was hoping it wasn't going to come here. And then as it slowly progressed, we kind of just were following it day by day. And we sat down one day at Starbucks. God, it seems like a year ago. It was probably only a few weeks ago. And we said like, okay, what's our plan A? What's our plan B? What's our plan C? Like we need to keep evolving. We need to keep making decisions as they happen. So plan A was like, okay, everything goes as normal. Like maybe we cut back staff. Like, you know, plan B was like, okay, maybe we just run it ourselves and we do takeout only. And then plan C was like, okay, we're just not gonna, we're just gonna close up and just wait for this thing to pass. So we kind of went through all of those steps. I think that's a lot what what everybody was doing. Like they were just reacting to the seriousness of the moment in the moment. It got more and more progressively serious. Uh, So like that makes complete sense. Yeah. And, and, and we could have stayed open at our Fort Apache location doing to go. We do enough volume of to go, and, and with Regina, like our standards are already so high as far as cleanliness and like the way the restaurant operates. And I don't know if you know much about the health department in Las Vegas. It's like Not above much. and beyond anywhere yeah, else. It's crazy. So, I mean, the standards of cleanliness are already so high and everyone's so careful. But at one point, so for, first of all, Sisolak announced like an optional um uh, all like non-essential businesses to close, but technically restaurants are still considered essential. So, um, we continued to do takeout and then he did a mandatory non-essential, but again, we still could have stayed open. What's but mandatory point, non-essential? How's what's the difference uh, with that? Uh, like the optional was you like, it was, he was asking you to close if you were non-essential, but then like the strip clubs were doing drive-by strip shows. And like all these like restaurants were still trying to have people in the dining room. And so then he forced a mandatory like, okay, yeah. take out only, no drive-by strip shows for the strip clubs and all this other stuff. 
So that was the only difference. You eventually chose to, to close your business altogether. Um, we did. So mainly because we just felt for the safety of our staff, ourselves and our customers, it was just the decision for us. Like we don't want to get sick. What if someone's a carrier and they don't have any symptoms of being sick, but maybe they are sick. There's just so many variables with the virus that it just wasn't worth it for people to get sick. We have a they like we have a really good like business model where it's not fingers crossed like this isn't going to break us. Like we can hold on, like we can shut her down for, you know, a month or hopefully not much longer than that and then we'll reopen strong and then go from there. Yeah. You know, it may start slow at first. We don't know what the economy is going to be like, but we're confident that we're going to come back strong. What was the tension between partners like during I mean four partners um you know, was there a divide? I think that's one thing when you have four partners, like what yeah. happens when there's a split decision, you know? Um, some, sometimes there, we don't often, like sometimes we'll disagree and stuff, but on this, we were all on the same page. It's interesting because my husband and Regina are both from Mexico. Um, and then Dan and I are both from the U.S. So Dan and I typically tend to be like worried about everything and like, oh, I don't want to get sick. And then like, they're like, no, it's okay. But even on this point, like we were all like, okay, like this is, it's just too crazy out there. So we all agreed on this one. Yeah. So um, take us through that process of making the decision to close all together. Did you guys run a budget? How did you know, like how, how did you come to the terms of how you know how long you can go? You said one month. How did so, you figure that well, out? No, I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm hoping it's only going to okay. be one month. I don't have all the numbers in front of me. Dan does that. He's the numbers guy. So he, in the initial, put together like a bunch of numbers and said like, this is what we need to meet, meet like per day if we're going to stay open um, and all of these other things like that he has like points that we need to hit. But then he was like, if we need to close, you know, it'll be okay. This X, Y, and Z. So he put together a bunch of numbers and then that's kind of what we went. Any key with. lessons from Dan or are you just leaning on his expertise right at this point? Has he shared anything with you that you can share with us? Um, I'm leaning on his expertise at this point. <laughs> another, I know, honestly, though, another benefit of having partners, um, when you have partners, you have lanes, you stay in your lanes and you do what you do best. I'm sure yeah. your lane through this has been communicating with your guests. Um, I, w- I would say being, you know, putting the content out there. So your, your guests know where you're, what's that look like? I mean, I don't, I don't want to make assumptions either. What has your role on this been? So that's kind of what I've been working on like over the weekend. So on Friday we went in and took, so our downtown location is very like visible. So we wanted to like take all the stuff out there. Like people are getting robbed and all these things. So it's like, you have to take precautions. So we kind of like, is it that bad people? Is is it getting to like the, our neighbors? Yeah. Do you know, I think somebody mentioned in your group, like um, Esther's kitchen. Yes. And a funny story. I I had the, the chef. um, Oh my God. What's that? James. James. Yes. What's his last name? Chef. Uh, oh my God. I can't think of it right now. That's no, not- I had him on the show. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing. I've had o- almost 700 people on the show now, so it's yeah. my memory is not that good. <laughs> um, and, but anyway, I had him on the show in the past when he was with a super superb or superfood or superb out. He was out in Los Angeles. He moved out to Las Vegas uh, long. It's kind of a sidetrack story, but anyway, you were saying, um, he, do know. they get robbed? Is that what you're going to get? Well, like a lot of people in the area were like James Trees. Up. It's Chef Trees. Sorry, it just came to my mind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that too, but I just yeah. drew a blank. So everyone in the area was like boarding up and everything. So on Friday, we like just locked down all the restaurants and did that. So then on the weekend, I kind of just like took the weekend to be like, okay, what am I going to do as far as marketing? Like, what are we going to do? Like, because I'm, I can't post food photos because <laughs> yeah. you can't sell any food. So um, I do a lot of chat marketing. So I have some stuff planned as far as, I don't know if you know anything about chat marketing, but it's, oh yeah, you did because my bot exploded on you. 
<laughs> I was going to say that, but yeah. So um, tell us more about chat marketing. I mean, I, I've heard great things, um, but then I was curious about what the negative sides were. Like, how often does it explode? That's never, I will tell you, that's never. And I was like, of course, the one person yeah. that happens to, um, that's, that's never happened before. I put in a support ticket and I fixed it eventually, right? Yeah. That's all right. I, I just ignored it. It's not a big um, deal. So yeah, so chat marketing works really well for restaurants. So I do a lot of that. So basically it's, um, you kind of set up like these deals. What most people do is set up these deals where it's like buy one, get one. And then they have to enter like their, their email and their phone number to get this deal. Then they, when they redeem it at the cashier, the cashier enters the check total. Um, and then you have that ROI, you have all of that information of how much they spent. So, I mean, you can do like an extra $1,500 a day. We did like on national taco day, just on that one campaign through chat marketing, but you can also use, um, chat marketing for just lead generation. You can do games. So what I'm doing kind of just to get people like some gift cards is I'll set up a game where they can do like a scavenger hunt around their house and like input the pictures into messenger. And then like once they find everything on the scavenger hunt, like then they get a $25 gift card or they can play like a trivia game about like veganism or something like that. Um, just to keep people engaged, um, planning on stepping up my blogging, things like that, that are going to just keep people engaged. We're going to do like a recipe series, like just give out some of our recipes so that people can make our food at home. Okay. Things like that. Yeah, I mean, the big things I've, I've picked up around what to talk about, what to promote um, is just like, you know, at the end of the day, like, and this is one thing I want to start, like, part of my mission behind these these chronicles is getting the industry aligned. So what can we do during this time? I mean, obviously, I think we're leaning towards, you know, getting behind the government and trying to uh, isolate as much as possible to, you know, the, the faster we can get isolated, the faster this thing will hopefully pass or the, the yeah. you know, the, the or maybe we're just slowing it down. That's what other people are saying too, or I'm still kind of figuring it out, honestly. But as far as alignment, um, at the end of the day, like we're business is all about relationships. And just because the, it's also about cash flow, but since even though the cash flow is not there, our relationships are still there. So don't yeah. forget that, you know, don't forget to, to, to groom those relationships, to be a part of your community. And at the core of hospitality is it's all about generosity. It's all about warmth. It's all about caring. It's all about being there, right? Neighborliness. Yeah. And I think that you can document those things too. Like, how are you being a part, like through all this, what are you doing to be a part of your community? Um, is that yeah. one, one approach you guys are taking? Yeah, 100%. And we try to do like a lot of video content with like things like that, uh, community things we do. We have a donation um, every month that we do. Uh, so we have like a different special every month, typically when we're open and 20% of those proceeds from that special goes to like a different charity that align with our values. So we're very involved in the community in that, that aspect. And we, we then promote those specials. And then like the charity that is that month gets super excited and they share and everyone gets to put their input on like who gets to be our next charity and things like that. So we do a lot of that as yeah. well. What about uh, this, this new found time you guys have maybe in the next month you might be down are there any changes in your business you want to make? Are there things that you you wanted to get to, but you just didn't have the time to get to? Like, um, yeah, there's that? a lot of stuff on the back end that we're getting to as far as like putting some uh, marketing things together. Um, we've had a lot of interest in people wanting to help us grow and expand and things like that, but we have to put a lot of things in place before we get to those steps. So that's kind of what we're working on on the back end for now. Um, and like I said, I'm still going to put together like weekly content and try to keep as much content going so that people are still engaged. Top of mind. Yeah. You just want to say top, top of mind. Yeah. Fell off the planet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything <laughs> else that, that you and your, your, uh, 
partners are doing that you think is unique, any key lessons that you've pulled uh, trying to research how to best handle this, best practices, anything like that you can drop on us before I ask a few more questions. Um, I mean, I think that we're keeping up with what everyone else is doing, but I think that we've always just gone off of our gut. So I know we were one of the first people to close and we just felt like no matter what everyone else is doing, this is what we feel is like the right thing for us to do. Um, and I know now like more and more people are kind of starting to close um, and things like that. I don't know if people were just trying to burn through food and then close, but like you said, like, I feel like we just need to lock down. Like, even if it's five weeks, it's going to be so terrible. And I don't know what's going to come up on the other side, but if we just do it now, instead of prolonging it, it's going to go by way faster. Yeah. We might have to be doing dollar tacos on the other side of this, but you know, like we'll all get through it. I think the faster, if we prolong it, it's just going to be worse. Yeah. I mean, even if we isolate completely and everybody like get, becomes a hermit for the next two or three weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, even if that happens, like, I don't, I don't know what this, I don't know what the state of the, the world's going to be like, cause this virus going to like rapidly drop off. Is it just going to like slow down? And then once we decide to get back out into the public, is it just going to pick up again? They're going to have to go through all this all over again. Like it's hard yeah, to say, you well know? Um, yeah. And so who knows? Um, but one thing I am curious about, I mean, I, because I was I was heading out to Las Vegas, I was going to be a part of this community, and I, I up, up until maybe midway of last week, I was dead set on coming out there. Um, what's what's Las Vegas like right now? Because I mean, so, so is there another city in the country that has that is so dependent on the hospitality industry? I can't think of one. No, I don't think so. Not. Yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't been down to the strip, but I've seen other people's pictures and videos, and it's just like a ghost town. But the odd thing is that. When I, so I'm like, a, I've been a hermit. I've only left my house a couple of times in the last week. Um, cause I don't want to get sick. But, um, when I do go in the car, like we go every day to just check on the restaurant or, you know, check on one of the other restaurants that my husband's involved with. And, uh, and I see so many people out and I'm like, what are these people doing? Like, yeah. what are they doing? I feel like here, no one's taking it seriously. Like nobody's on lockdown. Everyone's just out. We live across from a park and people are out at the park playing. And I'm like, what is going on? So, um, but th that's the thing about this city is we may get hit harder than any other city because people aren't going to be traveling for a long time. And we rely so much on tourism. Mm -hmm. Now our Southwest store relies a lot of people that just live around there, but our downtown store relies a lot on like tourists and people visiting. The area. Yeah. And I'm just looking at the numbers right now, uh, Las Vegas or Clark, how close is Clark, Nevada to Las Vegas? Is that like well, Clark County is the county that we live oh, in. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, you're actually doing pretty good compared to other areas. 202 confirmed cases uh, and four deaths, which is unfortunate, but compared to other regions in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like New York. Yeah. New York's <clears throat> getting slammed right now. And, but um, we don't know if that's like accurate because not everyone's being tested, you know? Yeah, it's true. We don't have that many testing kits here. It's, it's a good point. Um, I mean, just for everybody who's listening, 398,107 confirmed cases. So this thing, I mean, it's very serious. Like last, like I want to say less than a week ago, we were, um, at 200,000. So this thing's like exponentially growing. So we, sh we need to take it very seriously. Um, any other things, uh, thoughts, like what, what's your plan for the future? If this thing goes beyond four months, have you guys started talking about that? No, we haven't started talking about that. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's for everybody, there's SBA loans and some other things that people can look into, but um, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we're hoping that 
Um, and we're still doing like our weekly meetings. Like we have a weekly meeting every Monday that we do normally. So we're doing those via yeah. Zoom or Skype or something like that now. So we're just going to keep like weekly by weekly going like where we're at, where we're at. Because you could plan from, for four months from now. And in two weeks, that four months is like, was, you know, wasn't even a thought. Yeah. And one other thing that just came into my mind, uh, two couples, uh, the four of you all together, you're all full time on this business, right? Or are you, um, is there any supplemental income? That- so we are full time on the, we all work kind of on the business, but we all have other jobs. Okay. That's promising. Well, good. Uh, I was going to ask how you're going to restaurant related. Oh, so they're no. All cool. oh no. Well, actually, no, mine's not. So I own a pet sitting company as okay. well, but it's the same. It's a service industry. So I pulled all my walkers off and just did the exact same thing that I did at the restaurant. I was like, it's not safe. Let's just hold off until this is all over. Yeah. So I was going to say, my question was going to be, what are you doing to supplement your income? Are you, are you guys getting creative? Is there any plan to like try to get some cash flow? Are you guys going to get jobs? Like are you going to, um, no, I think we have like, most of us have like savings and stuff like that. And we're just hoping that the restaurants will open back up and you know, if it comes to it, we'll figure it out, but it's a not, it's not an issue yet. Yeah. Kristen, anything we haven't discussed up to this point, anything you wanted to share with us, um, things that are near and dear to your heart thoughts you want to share before we say goodbye. Um, no, I mean, thank you for having me. It's super well, exciting to be on and hopefully we can chat more in depth about like our actual model. Yeah, and yeah. I, I hope that conversation does happen. I hope you guys are able to survive, survive this, uh, and come up. We'll yeah. Cause I can't wait to come out there and visit you in person. And, uh, sorry, I wasn't able to make the interview happen, uh, in person to get their, your life story, your business story. Uh, but you are, you're not going anywhere. You're on my list and yeah. I will make it out there. I'll make I, it happen. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much yeah. for your time. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Be well. All right. Special thanks again to Kristen Corral for coming on the show and uh, sharing how you guys are handling, handling the coronavirus out there in Las Vegas. I'm sorry we weren't able to share your full story today, but you guys will stay on my list and I will make it out to Las Vegas eventually. There's just way too many cool things happening out there not to make the trip. So uh, some big takeaways from today's conversation. I think the, you know, I, th- I think having multiple plans, uh, plan A, plan B, plan C, like we don't know how this is going to play out. So you know, have a plan for each scenario. We have the downtime. I think the 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 thing you should be doing now and you can be doing now is putting a plan together for when we come out of this. The those who you know put a plan together have strategy will be better off in the long run. Um, and I think the other big thing that we took from this is just uh, you know this thing's serious. And I think a lot of people are so close to their business, so close to the work that they can't see the bigger picture. And if you think that this is being over, you know overplayed and we're, we're throwing this whole thing out of proportion. I don't know if that's the right frame of mind. If you are one of those people, take this thing seriously. Um, the faster we get aligned, the faster we try to isolate this thing, the faster we take care of each other, the, the, the better we'll all be, you know, the, so just kind of have that mentality, I think is kind of what I I pulled from Kristen. And then again, this episode is brought to you by Bento Box. Um, Special thanks to my sponsors uh, supporting me while I support you guys would not be able to do what I do without their help. A Bento Box is uh, helping the restaurant industry get through these hard times by uh, providing online ordering and gift cards. So uh, get 50% off your setup fee. If you sign up for Bento Box today, 
go over to getbento.com slash unstoppable. And again, special thanks to Bento Box for supporting me while I support you in uh, trying to bring the industry together in a line so we can get through the sucker as fast as possible. All right, guys, um, that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you in a few hours. Peace.